Hello, my name is Caitlin Zampine, and today I'm going to be talking about Technique 24 from Doug Lamont's book, Teach Like a Champion. Technique 24 discusses circulating, which is when one moves strategically around the room during all parts of the lesson. I hope you learn more about how this technique could help you in your current or future classroom. When talking about circulating, we also talk about proximity, which is when the teacher gets closer to students to stress accountability thus resulting in eliminating behavioral problems. We can use a strategy when a student may be off task. By simply just placing yourself near that student, they will be more likely to refocus and get back on track just from your presence being there. The chapter says, quote, teachers know to move towards trouble, but don't always know how to maximize the benefits of proximity or what to do when they get there if proximity by itself proves insufficient, end quote. It is likely that proximity itself will not be enough. In that case, follow these steps. First, you want to break the plane. The plane of the classroom is the imaginary line that runs the length of the room. This line is parallel to and about five feet in front of the front board, which is usually about where the first student's desks start. So many teachers are hesitant when it comes to breaking this plane or moving past that line as this as if this is our comfort zone to stay behind it. I know I myself was a victim of this my first few times teaching. Because it can be intimidating, but once you do break this plane, it adds energy to your teaching and allows you to serve more of your students in what they are doing. Then with this will come proximity and you'll be able to give students a look or raise an eyebrow if they're not focusing or even just a or even just place one hand on the shoulder to help get them back on track. Be sure to break this plane within the first five minutes of every class to establish your presence. <clears throat> With this, you'll make it clear to students that you own the room and that this is normal and natural of you to circulate throughout and around everyone in the class. Overall, breaking the plane should just be a normal part of your everyday routine in the classroom. The next step is full access required. So once you have established breaking the plane and circulating throughout the classroom, you want to make sure that you have full access to the entire room with ease. This means that you should be able to go wherever you want, when, wherever you want, whenever you want in your classroom without any so-called roadblocks. There should be no travel point in a classroom in which you need to shuffle by backpacks or desks or students' belongings. Also, you should never have to say excuse me to a student because their belongings are in your way. If that is the case, then you are asking for the student's permission to stand in that space. And with that, you are implying that they own the space and not you. This could lead to more problems down the road. Next is engage when you circulate. When you are circulating, you should not just be walking and standing around. You should also be engaging with your students during this time. You should use a variety of some of these strategies to help the strategy more, be more effective. First, a simple walk by where your presence is enough for the students. But if that's not enough, next is a touch or a nonverbal approach. So this may look like when you have a brief or unspoken interaction just by touching the student's desk to show them that you need them to get back on track, or maybe just by giving them a simple thumbs up to tell them to keep up the hard work. Next is basic read slash review. This is when the teacher will stop and talk to the student to review what the student is working on. You may comment or discuss what the student has written. 
Reading your students' work with them sends a powerful message. And lastly is pick up read. This is when you stop and literally pick up a student's paper and read what he or she is working on. With this, you're intimidating an even greater level of interest in his or her work. Your students will appreciate this. Another strategy for circulating is called dot round. This strategy did not originate in the classrooms of champions, but it has been tried by several other teachers, which were very happy with the results. With dot round, as the teacher is circulating and casually looking over students' work, he or she will simply put a dot on the student's paper. Nothing more, nothing less, just a dot. This dot serves as a reminder that there's something that the student needs to check and correct. This is a great, subtle way of providing students with feedback and also getting them to self-reflect and self-correct their own work. Another strategy for circulating is to move systematically. This basically means to cover all parts of the room and to be aware of what is happening everywhere at all times. Remember, you control the classroom. With this approach, you're able to engage with anyone at any time, whether it's a verbal form of communication or nonverbal interaction. For example, if Michael may be off task or distracting the students next to him, as a teacher, you want to avoid marching and walking straight over to him. This is intimidating to the student and it will be distracting to the rest of the classroom because everyone will know what you're doing. You want to make sure you take more of a circuitous route to Michael. So this won't make him feel as though he can control you and will even give you a little bit more time to think of what you want to say to Michael before approaching him. Also, avoid using the same pattern every time when circulating your classroom. If you walk left to right, or counterclockwise around the room every time. Try to vary your pattern and change the way you walk, where you walk, and who you interact with every time. It will be a lot more effective in the long run. Lastly, we have position for power. Remember, as you circulate, you want your goal to be facing as much of the classroom as possible at all times. With this approach, You'll be able to see what's going on around you with a simple glance and minimal transition. You'll be able to lift your eyes quickly from a student or the paper that you may be reading and then return to reading it in only a fraction of a second. It's common nature. Simply turning your back to students is just asking for misbehavior to occur. For example, think of yourself as the earth and how it turns on its axis. Yet at the same time, it also revolves and rotates, which is how it moves around the sun and changes the way it faces. So, when keeping this in mind, you want to consider what side of students you're standing on as you circulate. You want to consider maybe repositioning yourself as you read a student's paper. Lastly, leverage students' blind spots. This is a very powerful position to have in the classroom. When you can see the students and they cannot see you, will ensure that the student should be doing the right thing. What this looks like is simply standing over the student's shoulder to take a look at their work. All you have to do is stand right behind them. You can clearly see them and their work, but they can't see you. Or you can just stand in the back of the classroom as the class discusses a topic. This will have the same effect. And this will also build a subtle sense of control over your students and your classroom. 
Overall, as a teacher, it is important to circulate in your classroom in order to establish not only control of your classroom and those in it, but also to establish relationships with your students. By sending the message that you are always there, whether it is to remind them to stay on task or to reassure them that they are doing a great job, the results will show. I hope you all learned something from listening to this podcast, and I hope that you'll be able to use some of these tips and tricks in your own classroom one day. Thank you for listening.